0: Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that it's very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. Hey, welcome back, Discovery family. Last week, we started a brand new series called Love Where You Live. How can we neighbor well? When Jesus was asked, "What?" This is the greatest commandment. This is how he responded. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, he said. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. And when I did a little bit of research, and extra study around that word neighbor in this specific text, the word neighbor meant neighbor, someone in near proximity to you. Last week, we mentioned and talked about how our neighborhoods should be different because you live there. Your street, your apartment building, your cul-de-sac, your dorm facility should be different because God has placed you where you live. And I wonder if we would live differently if we actually believe that God has divinely placed us in the spaces that we get to occupy because we are best equipped to love our neighbors. But often in our world's, of care for number one, take care of me, high fences, personal space, garages that we drive into and out of each and every day. We get caught in this trap of just seeing our neighbors as just people we share property lines with. We, you know, we see them occasionally mowing their grass, shoveling their walkways. You know, We smile and wave and we may know their names. We're, we're good citizens, but do we truly love where we live? We know it's important to love, Right, First John four nineteen says, "We love because He, God, first loved us." But is it possible that in our attempt to love everyone, that when the opportunity arises to love our actual neighbors, there is nothing left in our personal tanks to actually give out in love? I wonder if we have spread ourselves so thin unintentionally in our attempt to love everyone that we connected with that we've actually missed the opportunity that God's placed in front of us day after day to love our neighbors well like I said last week the church is more equipped today with literature and media and programs and training to reach others than any other time in history but the church in many parts of North America specifically is declining. Could it be? Could it be as simple as that we've forgotten or moved away from the most fundamental part of the process? That Jesus said, Hey, Christ follower, it starts with our neighbors. Just imagine if we, God's people, caught a vision of the most basic command of Jesus, to love our neighbor as yourself. I was thinking about that this week, trying to find a picture of what it might represent. And this picture came to mind. Have you ever been in an arena? You know, not not recently, but have you ever been maybe to an Oilers game or a game or Raptors game or an NFL game? And you've been in a re- arena filled with people and the human wave started. The human wave is when a group of people in a particular section say, hey, we're going to stand up and we're going, we're going to do this wave and it's going to move throughout the arena. And if you've ever been a part of one, it's kind of fun because it can keep going on. And it looks like this wave going through the people uh, all around the arena. But there's an odd time that you're in an arena and a few people try to start it and it just doesn't go anywhere. There's no rhythm to it. There's no organization but what if we believed that as we began to love the neighbor next to us that it was like a wave that it hit the next house and this is compounding momentum that my wave started with me which hit my neighbor which hit the next neighbor which hit the next neighbor and, and maybe maybe our neighborhoods maybe our cities maybe our towns maybe our world would change with a wave of love if we just started loving Where we live. Now I get it, we can't be close to people physically, but that doesn't mean we can't be close to people. Closeness doesn't just deter, it is not just determined by our, our physical closeness. More than ever, more than any other time in history, I feel like people's personal barriers are lower. Like I shared last week, and many of you have been doing as well, my family and I took some door hangers and we just hung them on the doors of 18 people, 18 families in our, in our, on our street, in our neighborhood. And within hours, we had seven conversations already made with neighbors through text or, or a phone call or them coming to our door and thanking us just for, hey, you're on my mind. It's all it said, hey, we're with you. You're not alone. We'll get through this. People are open right now. Your neighbors are open. And they're wanting something. They're wanting someone to know that they are not alone. We need to let people know that they are not alone. Matthew 22, right? This is the verse that we've been, we've been highlighting. is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself, but then, then just a few couple chapters over, Matthew 28 is, is not the great uh, commandment, but is what we know as a great commission. It says, "Go into all the world, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. The current restrictions that we're living under around travel limits our travel to nearly every missions field on earth, except the one that we overlook. On a regular, the one that's just outside of our property lines. Go into all the world. I think that also means go into your neighborhood. See, missions is not just to some remote part of Africa or Asia. There is a missions field right outside of our door. As we sit and watch or drive and listen today, there is a missions field that we can still go to. I've had the privilege of being on a few mission trips in my lifetime. And they all have one thing in common. They find a need and they fill it. They find a need and they fill it. Out of all the mission trips I've been on, they've all acted in love. So today, this is what I want to take the next few minutes to talk about. How we can put love, love your neighbor, how love is an action. You may have heard it before that love's a verb. and verb is uh, something used to to describe action. So what does it mean to love our neighbors in action? Because sometimes we want to love, we're like, of course I love you. But how does that look practically? Speaking about love, to help us understand a little bit more on like how we can actually make love an action in our neighborhood, I, I just want to take a couple minutes and why don't we, let's take out the word love and let's place in the word like. What if the command said like your neighbor? What if or what would you do to express like? That might be an easier way to understand love as an action because you probably s- said it before. It's like, I love you because I got to you, but I don't really like you right now. But God is calling us to invest in our neighbors, sacrifice for our neighbors, and show the kindness of God to our neighbors. And honestly, it's really hard to dislike or criticize something that you invest in. So I wonder if we as neighbors can love where we live and put love into action by investing see often as Christians and I don't want to you know pick on us but we, we we're in this journey to become better so sometimes we have to you know call a spade a spade say the truth the truth is we tend to jump over the great commandment and love the Lord your God with all your heart mind and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, love people we tend to jump over the great commandment in order to just to get to the Great Commission. You know, we look at Matthew 22 and we read over it, but we want to take all of our time in Matthew 28 where it talks about go and make disciples. See, we sometimes we don't want to invest the energy to share kindness, but then then at times we're surprised when people who, who are still strangers aren't interested in our message of hope. Just let that sink in for a moment. We want to go and make disciples, but we're missing the love our neighbors. We personally need both to be effective. And it's not the church's responsibility. It's not Discovery Church's responsibility to be a good neighbor to my neighbors. It's my responsibility. Now, as a church, we want to resource and empower us to, to show the love where we live. But it's not my responsibility to be good neighbors to your neighbors. It's your responsibility. It's our own personal responsibility to plant seeds to those who are in our neighborhood that God has placed next to you. And when we love our neighbors through action, what we're doing is planting seeds, scattering seeds. The gospels talk about planting seeds and scattering seeds often. And it's not our responsibility to make those seeds grow. It's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. It's just our responsibility to scatter Last year, um, Pastor Sean Lee, my wife, wanted some raised planters. So I built some raised planters in the corner of our yard. Right here. I, I, I raised, I built some raised planters to plant a garden. And there's two ways that we can start a garden. And, you know, our vegetable uh, growing and flower growing is soon upon us. Thank the Lord that spring is in the air. Summer is close. Right now it's about 20 degrees as, as, as we're filming this message. And there's two ways to plant a garden you can either plant it from seeds or you can go to the local nursery and you can buy seedlings which are plants that's already started what's the difference between a seed and a plant there's nothing other than somebody else has done the work to begin the growth for you and sometimes this is sometimes where we get caught we want to see growth right away so we're planting seeds and we want to see growth right away but but nowhere in the kingdom that i can find that there, there, there are seedlings. It's it's up to us to plant the seeds and it's up to the Holy Spirit to water and to care for those seeds. That our responsibility is to cast seeds and throw out seeds and plant seeds and love in action and helping our neighbors and, and, and saying hello and being intentional and not missing an opportunity. That's planting seeds. See, I don't think it's as important to meeting our neighbors just so you can make a presentation to invite them to church. Is it important to let them know that you're a believer and give them the opportunity to come and hear the gospel? I think it's important. But we don't just get to know our neighbors for that. See, the love of our neighbors, it actually means listening as much as talking. It means letting the Holy Spirit do the work in the midst of your relationship. And it takes God's timing. Don't be discouraged. Maybe you've been trying to reach your neighbors and love them for a while. It's not your responsibility to save them. It's God's. Our responsibility is to love your neighbor as yourself. Throw the seeds. We have to be willing to plant and wait. How then are we loving our neighbors? Jesus tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. So this is what I want to do as we close. For the next couple of minutes, could we hone in on the word yourself? Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, and body. and Love your neighbor as yourself. I started thinking about ourselves how much I think about myself, how much money I spend on myself, how many activities I focus on and centers around me. Maybe Jesus is saying, shouldn't we try to imagine what it would be like if the same amount of love showered on our neighbors. Now, I love Discovery Church. It's my family. It's my church family. It's your church family. And we invest a lot of time and energy and resources into other churches and missions throughout the city and our country and our world. And we gave nearly 25% of our entire finances in 2020 away to needs last year. But if we, people who make up the Discovery family, ignore the needs of and neglect to be kind to those nearest to us every day, I think we're missing something that's really important to the heart of God. Your neighbors. The people around you, the people around me, matter immensely to God. Love where you live. Love is a verb, It is an action. How are we acting out our love for our neighbors? Not just to win them for Jesus. That's up to to God himself. That's up to the Holy Spirit. Our job is to plant seeds. But do we love our neighbors just because Jesus commanded us to do so? Not for any backdoor ulterior motives. If you're watching today and you're somebody's neighbor, there's no backdoor message here. We're not trying to trick anybody. We believe that your life can be better and will be better if you give your life to Christ. But we, we're just called to love our neighbors. I wonder if we have really got intentional about this command to love our neighbors. How our neighborhoods and our towns and our cities, our country and our world would look. Sometimes we say, love our neighbors. Well, that's, that's a big ask, Pastor Lorne. I think we can do it. Especially in this season where people's barriers are so low right now. We'd be missing a prime opportunity that God has placed you where you live just to love people. I want to encourage you. Would you take the opportunity to join me to love your neighbors to love where you lived. Maybe you want to grab a few door hangers like we did. We can order more. We can give you some. We can mail them out to you. How have you reached out to your neighbors? In a couple weeks I've actually planned with, with my neighbors that I'm going to rent an aerator and I'm going to go around and aerate a few lawns. Is that time of year. I'm not saying you have to do that, but how can you reach your neighbor? The restrictions are high right now but personal barriers are lower than ever. Get to know your neighbor's names. Hey Joe goes way further than hey bro. And this is something that I, I, I've been convicted of is that I need to get to know my neighbor's names better. Not like, hey neighbor, how you doing? No, I need to know their names. Hey Eric, hey Larry, hey Pat, hey Sheila. How are you doing? Opposed to being like, hey, neighbor, or hey, bro. Why don't we make intentionality to get to know our neighbor's names? Pray for our neighbors. Many who are facing some really unsettling times right now. People losing their jobs, people getting sick, elderly in our neighborhood. Man, it is tough living without hope. If your neighbors are outside, I'm just giving you some ideas. If your neighbors are outside, maybe they're out in front playing with their kids or cleaning up their yard, instead of pulling into your garage, you see that they're outside, pull into your front driveway or on the street and park and walk into your house instead of going into your garage. Go back out and bring your car into your garage later this afternoon. Let's be intentional about how we can love our neighbors. Offer help. Offer them help to rake up their leaves or to rake up their grass. Will you take the challenge? Here's, here's one thing that I think would be really cool. And uh, we just broke, br- brought out our basketball net so we're spending a lot more time in our front yard, but maybe you have a backyard chairs or some backyard chairs that you spend time in your backyard now that the sun is shining in the afternoon. Take your chairs and bring to the front of your yard and just be intentional to spend extra time in the front of your house in an on area to be intentional to love where you live. Love is a verb. How can we act in love this week to love where you live? As we close today, I'm reminded of a verse in John 4. It says, Four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are ready ripe for harvest. Many of you are aware that Pastor Sean Lee and I have felt in our spirits that we are not to focus on regathering for public in-person worship gatherings until September. It's five months away. Five months. Between now and then. And we could just sit idly by as people call Discovery Church home and say, well, I'm going to wait five months before I... You know, really try to impact my neighbors and I'll invite them to church. But the fields are white, ripe, ready for harvest. I believe that if we miss these next five months to love where we live, then we're going to be missing one of the greatest opportunities we are presented with today. Go up, stand up and walk to your window and look across your street. Look out your window and look at your neighbors. They're ready. They might not be ready to respond to the gospel, but they are ready to be loved by you. They're ready. If we just wait till September, then we're missing it. We're missing an opportunity. But get this, what if we started to love where we live today that when we do gather back for relaunch and, or, and uh, back for public in-person gathering, what if your neighbor not only just shared your property line, but shared your row in church? What if your neighbor didn't just live next to you, but sat next to you? Your neighbor matters to God. Therefore, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, Your neighbor should matter to you. Our neighbors are close to God. For God so loved the world, the world is everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him will not die, will not perish, but have everlasting life. And maybe you're watching today. Maybe you are one one of somebody's neighbors at Discovery Church. And we thank you for taking time to be online. But God sent his son for you as well. For God so loved the world that he gave, he loved, he loves you. Would you make a decision today to give your life? Christ. If you've never made that decision before, I want to welcome you just to pray a simple prayer after me. Heavenly Father, today I welcome you into my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son to die for me. I am in need of a Savior, and I welcome you into my life today. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you've made that decision today to give your life to Christ, would you click the link in the comment section? Our team wants to be praying for you. They want to send you a Bible. We say that you have to be a Christian for yourself, but you cannot be a Christian by yourself. Life is better in community. And although we're, we're socially distant, we can still be close at heart. On that note, to be close and to connect with people, we actually have a Zoom room opening up right after service, so the link's in the comment section. Let's join a Zoom room and chat about the questions or chat about what we've learned today. There will be three questions that will pop up on your screen for you to talk to with your family at home or your spouse or jump in a Zoom room and connect with a host there in a couple weeks we're actually doing a serve day opportunity to serve city we're actually going to go around and do some neighborhood cleanups also the link's going to drop in the comment section would you sign up let's hang out we can be outside and we can love our neighbor by cleaning up some waste and garbage that is floating around after the winter in our neighborhoods discovery church we love you have an amazing day and we'll see you right here next week bye now